Welcome back. We are in Romans chapter 8 again today, and we're going to be looking at verses 18 through 22. And so let's go ahead and read that, and then we'll dive in. Romans 8, 18 to 22. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to, to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Uh, what I love about passages like this is it gives us an answer, uh, or at least a piece of the answer, to some of life's biggest questions. I think uh, we're all asking them. Uh, we all live our lives based on how we view the world, how we view God, how we understand what's happening to us and in us and around us. And a passage like this, uh, from the biblical perspective, helps us make so much sense of the world in which we live, uh, that in one sense there is chaos, there is confusion, there is suffering, but Romans eight eighteen to twenty two helps us put those things into perspective. And so the first thing I see in verse eighteen is that Paul is challenging us to compare. He's he's challenging us to bring out our weight scales and put the suffering of this present time on one side. And then put the glory that is to be revealed to us who are in Christ on the other side. And what he's saying is that when you weigh the scales, uh, the suffering of this present time is not even worth being on the scales. It's not even worth the, a discussion. Because what's coming, the glory, the, the beauty, the majesty, the wonder of our future with Christ forever, so far outweighs whatever suffering uh, that it's not even worth having the conversation about which is more. And I, I hope that that uh, fills you with joy and excitement because if you're anything like me, uh, the suffering in your life is real and it's hard and it feels serious. It feels weighty. And so this is the promise that whatever, however weighty it feels, this suffering, um, that, that our glo- the glory of the, of the future so far outweighs it that it's not even going to be uh, a scratch on the surface of what we have waiting for us uh, in in the joyful eternity with with Christ, and then um, I think again it, it, this this passage helps us makes make sense of the world. We see that the reason that there's a broken creation is because uh, we fell into sin. That God made the world good and He made human beings good, but it was it wasn't until after the fall. After sin entered the world, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and, and turned their backs on him, that God then cursed the, the earth, cursed the creation. And so the things that are broken in the world are not necessarily tied to some sort of a one-to-one correlation to sin. So it's not like I sin and then something breaks in the universe. But just generally speaking, all suffering and everything that's wrong in the world is a consequence of of sin, we are ultimately responsible for what's broken, and so what that tells us is that um, the creation itself 
needs to be redeemed. It's not just human beings that need to be redeemed, but it's the creation itself, that Jesus Christ is the redeemer, not just of human beings. Jesus Christ is a redeemer of the entire cosmos, that it's not just that we're being uh, plucked out of hell. It's not just that we're being forgiven of our sins. When Jesus comes and it takes on a human body and lives as a man and dies and rises from the dead, uh, that is the promise that he is going to make all things new, including the earth, that this this broken place that we live that's uh, filled with suffering and, and turmoil uh, will be will be fixed, will be redeemed, will be refreshed, and will be made new. And that is uh, where we live. So what about right now? You know, we know what's gone wrong, and we know uh, what's ahead in the future. Uh, What is our present state? Well, Paul likens it to the pains of childbirth, that what we're seeing all around us, the world we live in now, uh, the reason that we experience so much of the suffering we experience, the reason that we uh, hear... Uh, of wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and tsunamis and um, different sufferings is because uh, this earth is giving way to the new earth. And as Paul tells us, uh, it's it's like a woman who's, when she's giving uh, birth to a child, it's painful. It's hard in the moment. It, it feels like, uh, it feels uh, like, a, like a tragedy in one sense in the moment. But then when she holds her baby, uh, all of that passes away and uh, the, the joy of having the child uh, eclipses all the pain and the suffering. And Paul is telling us that's how we should view the pain and suffering of this world. It's like it hurts in the moment. It's hard. It's difficult. It's a challenge. It takes endurance. But uh, just like a woman who will be holding her baby, we're going to be there in that new heavens and new earth with, with Christ and we'll look back and it will totally eclipse all of the suffering that we endured in the name of Jesus. Pray you guys have a great discussion and hope you're taking deeper into the Word of God together. Talk to you later. Bye.